Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Hello, uh, it's Adam. Uh, we don't really do uh, ads on this show. Uh, it's not because, uh, you know, we haven't been asked. Um, well, it's not just because we haven't been asked. Uh, and, and it's and it's certainly nothing to do with the, uh, the nature of the content uh, on our show. Um, well, it's not just because of the nature of the content on our show, uh, and and that we haven't been asked. It's it, you know we just don't do ads on this show. They're not cool. They're just not a cool thing to do, to be honest. And we don't want to uh, make you sit through stuff like that uh, and put up with that and you know hit the skip button and and, and whatever. But I am just going to do a quick little ad uh, because uh, I think this is something that you guys would generally be interested in. Um, Steve has released an EP called The Forest Fires EP uh, and it's on Spotify and YouTube and it's three covers and an original uh, and and it's it's good and I think you guys would like it. It's sort of like acoustic, uh, folksy, sort of nostalgic sort of stuff um, and uh, I think it's cool. So if you search for like Steve Murphy, Forest Fires, whatever on uh, YouTube... And on Spotify, you will find that and you can stream it and put naught point naught 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 four pence in uh in Steve's pocket, which is, you know, good for him. He's gonna be rolling in it soon. Um I am also releasing something because well, you know, both me and Steve are musicians. Um I have done a cover of the entire album know your enemy by manic street preachers all 16 tracks uh it comes out this thursday which is august the 5th that will be on spotify and youtube and best thing to do is to follow us on twitter either at what is music pod or you can follow me at adam scott glasspool um or you can follow steve at i think it's 
Is it I am Steve Murphy? I really should have written this down, but we're all over Twitter and you can find us uh, and Instagram and all that stuff. You can, uh, you know, check it all out there. So, uh, yeah, I've done all 16 tracks and it was honestly a fucking nightmare. Um, so you can listen to me slowly go insane over the course of uh, 16 tracks. So that's fine. It's called ASGKYE. Just uh, search Adam Scott Glasspool on any sort of like streaming uh, platforms and you'll find that and my uh other music as well um lucas is going to feel left out so we should mention i mean it's just in sort of tentative stages uh but we should mention that he is planning to open a taco restaurant uh that is going to be entirely muse themed uh the name of the restaurant is map of the problemataqueria uh which uh, you know it, it is what it is he's deciding to open that in margate he thinks that that is the prime uh, sort of place for a, an upmarket, sort of classy uh, taqueria. Um, he was either going to call it that or taqueria bao. Uh, couldn't decide which one was funnier. So if you want to tweet at us and let me know and let Lucas know which one is funnier, uh, that would be good. So anyway, Steve's got an EP out. I've got a covers album coming out. Lucas is opening a taqueria in Margate that's themed on Muse. Enjoy the episode. This is a test of the fire alarm systems. Jesus Christ, are you the guy that does that? Yeah, are you the man? I can't confirm with the name. Steve, are you the Please man? Please evacuate the building immediately. Are you the man? I'm the man. Wow. The plan. What's the plan? I don't want to talk about it. Because oh. I mean that's that's how you plan. Because stuff, then everybody is the man with the plan. And at the moment exactly. the, the thing that um distinguishes you from other men is the plan. Yeah. 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 Otherwise we'll be men with plan. Men with plan like to remain men with plan. Exactly. Not, not one of many men with plan. Yeah, so when I lead a team, I need to be the only one who knows what's going on. That and is then, the ideal you know. way to do it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and give people like blind tasks with no real oversight of what it yeah. is they're doing them towards. Little to no direction. Have you been yeah. like reading my work emails or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, real bad stuff there, Lucas. Yeah. Real bad. And what's with the, the pixelated gif of naked ladies in your signature? Well, that is weird, yeah. I like people to know that I like naked babes. ladies and babes. Sexy babes. Yeah, yeah. I just want people to know that if all if if there's anything they want them to know about me, it's that babes. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. When I think Lucas, I'm I'm often thinking babes. And the happy Hanukkah wishes that are next to it. What's that about? Next to the mm. picture of the babes. Yeah. Well, it's Hanukkah. Is it? I did that. I did that all when year it was around, Han- baby. Well, I did that when it was Hanukkah, and I haven't bothered to change it. Right. Okay. Okay, good. Hello, uh, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. Uh, We're currently in season two, which is called Are You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Muse. We are going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? 
Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we are, of course, asking, are you amused? And to be clear, we're asking if you're amused by the band muse, not whether or not you're amused by us, the host of this season. Are you amused to which you are now listening? I'm Adam Scott Laspel. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Stephen Murphy. Wickedy, wickedy, wah. Okay. And Lucas Way. Wicked Wild Wild West. Okay, cool. They're great. Great. Jim West. Desperado. Rough Rado. You don't know nada. None of this. Keep going. going, etc. I Keep don't going. know the rest. Ah. Steve, what was the song that you could do all the way through at parties? Uh, bad Touch. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like yes. Awful. What <laughs> a terrible song. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, there was yeah. a Weird Al one as well that was like 13 minutes long or something. Oh, um albuquerque yes now look up those two songs put them in a playlist for yourself maybe and just imagine steve at a party of about 30 people standing on a chair and doing them acapella acapella <laughs> so on brand no one asked for it he just started doing it oh no they would ask for it yeah we'd request it yeah yeah and now i realize it was them making fun of me yeah uh, we I... didn't want it steve we didn't want the songs i Nobody know i know the lyrics babes in the signature that's I knew the are. lyrics to a couple of Eminem songs, and I was once at karaoke, and I was like, "I got this." Oh, I don't. No. Did you? Have I it? don't need to look at the screen. Oh no! Did you have it? Did you have it? Well, I had it. I had it, but I didn't have the speed. Right, you haven't got the flow. Right, mm. I didn't have the flow. You know. Yeah, you should have asked him yeah. to slow it down. Yeah, I didn't have the flow that Slim's got. You know. Mm, sure. We are, of course, on our quest to answer the question: What is music? And I think that music is an ethereal reckoning. With one's inner self. What do you guys think uh, music is? It's jam hot. It's jam hot. And I think it's uh, all natural and technological processes proceed in such a way that it just goes like that for three minutes. Okay, that's what you think music is. That is, that's music. And of course you are someone who hates spoken word in songs, famously. Famously? No, that's not true. That is true. You've said there's one song that you like spoken word in, and it's that idle one. Because you're getting mixed up with true and false again. (laughs) Because this is what got your first disciplinary at work with that email. (laughs) Let's 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 uh, skirt past it and move on with our lives. Uh, It was the skirt. That was the yeah. yeah. We're going through the discography of Mercurial Funk Wizards. (laughs) Uh, muse from three different perspectives. Oh, yeah. Me, I'm famous very for their funk, of course. Very analytical, Fam- deeply into the context of music. Not a massive, you know. Well, at the start of this season, not a massive muse fan. Steve, moderately thoughtful about music. A normal person, mm. bit of a muse fan, mm. like most people, I imagine. Uh, and uh, Lucas, not so much artistically inclined, uh, but you know, you're, you're a huge muse fan. Who? We had a little break from Muse to catch up on some manic stuff. Uh, and then we talked to Andrew Trendle. So it feels like we haven't done a Muse album episode in a little while. Well, we also dragged out the resistance for five weeks. That's true. As well. That's true. That uh, <laughs> but mm, this week we're yeah. going to be looking at their sixth studio album, The Second Law. Six out of eight, guys. We are. That's your. That's your score. <laughs> Six just, out of just eight. Showing your showing your hand right at the start. What does that translate th- to out of ten? Well, ma- maths, maths it. Yeah, I, I also thought you were giving us a statistics. Six out of eight guys. Well, it's seven point five out of ten, isn't it? Let's find out what Adam was going right. to say. Uh, it's seven point five out of ten. 
Six out of eight. We're Good three school. quarters of the way through their discog. Right. Right. How does that make you feel? We're 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 closer to the end than the beginning, which I'm aware was true last time as well. But we've, <laughs> but we we've did, got we to talk about something on the it. podcast, don't we? Do we? Uh, Should we just no. cut it off now? And this is the episode. Yeah, it makes right. me. It makes me sad. Don't waste your time on time wasting. Because you know, I joined this podcast for for the fact that we were going to cover Muse, and then once we're done with it, I've just got really like no incentive to keep going. Yeah, afterwards, Luke's in the podcast, arms crossed. Going, in the podcast no. or in life. Oh, oh wow! Okay, this is you achieving well, there you go. your. Lucas fucking kills himself at the end of the season. I didn't Look say kill to that episode. I didn't say I kill myself. I meant like I descend. Oh, I see. Oh you wow! Become, yeah, you become more than just this frail matter. You know, have you seen the end of Lucy? Yes. Film that my ex wife. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, I'll turn into a USB stick made of black tar. Don't we all? At the end of the day, spoilers yeah. for spoilers for Lucy. Lucy, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, think she's seen it. Before Sorry. Before we get uh, started on, you know, the actual ins and outs of the album, we do like to take in all manner of context that surrounds the music, and that includes biographical. And so, Steve, can you <laughs> remember what was going on? Uh, I don't think I can remember. Um. Oh man, just hanging out. Same tone of voice oh, every time. Every time. Just what are you thinking? This is this is the week oh. that it will land. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, they're just like you know, chilling and oh, it's got symphonies and stuff. Yeah. And then quits the having a just big the one. drink. Just drink the one. Drink time. Drinky drinking all the drinky drinks in mm. his face. Well, no, he wasn't, mm. was he? When we left uh, them, he was done mm, with that. Uh, mm. You know. And then, no, I don't. Second Law started to get recorded. I think. Uh, I'm more or less probably there. Probably true. Yeah, they I mean, yeah. Mine, this is this is the shortest weren't. my biography notes have been thus far. So okay. that, let me guess. Let me guess. They tour and tour and tour. And they do some loads of touring, and then the record company say you got to make another album. Let's find out from Lucas Way. Uh, they tour and tour and tour, which we uh, which we did last time. We did so tour, really, yeah, that's right. We did, well, and we covered two <laughs> two different parts of that tour. <laughs> yep. They were great, one greater than the other. It caused the biggest argument we've had behind the scenes. Uh, really don't think that was no, the biggest argument behind true. the scenes. Is it true. not? Oh, yeah. Far Sorry. bigger arguments behind the scenes. One that though. I've actually been involved in and not just in the middle of you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, but they ended that saga, if you remember, with the old Reading and Leeds doing the old Origin of Symmetry gig. Of course. Gig, yes, I do which, remember. Oh, there's been a lot of Origin of Symmetry talk of late because of the, the r- 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 remix. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Interesting that Origin <laughs> got a 10th anniversary special gig and a 20th anniversary remix. And no other album has had any kind of fanfare whatsoever. Well, isn't it because that's just obviously like their best album? Maybe, but it's interesting, isn't it? If you say so. Or like <laughs> they could they could do a tenth anniversary gig for every album. I don't I don't know that loads of people do tenth uh, anniversary stuff anymore. I think the twenty is is the one. Like Mannix did stuff for the Holy Bible because it's just their biggest album isn't it well their most seminal album well it's the same for music yeah. but they're not doing it for yeah like... exactly yeah same thing so maybe in 2023 we'll get an absolution tour or an absolution maybe tour yeah because like like steve was saying like with manix they're now doing basically they've done a 20 year one for almost every album thus far 
Yeah, so what I said was bullshit, actually, and ignore me. Mate, how great will it be in, 2000 and, in 2026 when we get to go to the Black Holes and Revelations special gig? Yeah, that would be nice. Well, I've already done that in 2006. Yeah, we get to do it again. Yeah. yeah that was, that was yeah, 20, yeah. 20 years later. 20 years later, Adam. Oh, Jesus 20 Christ. And that's only years in, later. that's only in five years' time. It's only in a few years' time, yeah. Jeez, Louis. By then, Lucas will have ascended anyway. That's so true, Enjoy don't worry about it from his cloud. Don't, don't worry about it. People is. born on the day of that gig are only only shortly about to leave secondary school. Don't worry. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Time by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> okay. Huh. Just oh, a word association yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, a BBC series that was on recently that was very good. So they did that gig. Uh, yeah, that was that happened. Uh, I've written Christ instead of Chris. What's Christ there. up to these days? Christ. Well, Christ had child number five, which was you know in keeping with the cycle. Christ, one Christ Jr. Fa- famously album. a childless uh, deity. Uh, Christ famously. Uh, have you seen the Da Vinci Code? Well, having said that, though, actually, Jesus was God. Right, it's like part of the Holy Trinity. So and God had Jesus exactly. So is mm. is Jesus His own Son and also and His, his own, own Father? Yeah. God, it's like the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Sorry, to anyone who lives on the Isle of Wight. Oh, don't worry, they don't have the internet. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. They only got running water last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, so yeah, Chris has child number five. Matt Bellamy has child number one. Ah, oh, who's this with? Which oh. comes up on this album uh, with Kate Hudson. Oh, lovely. Then fiance Kate Hudson. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's called Bing. He named it after a search engine. Bing. Or oh, and the the bunny on the kids' TV show. Bing Bellamy. Yep. It sounds like a character from. Uh, Madman, Bing Bell. I mean, it's Bingham. If you want to go, if you want to go, like, oh, okay, like, uh, okay, yeah, gotcha. It's no better, Bingham Bellamy. Imagine like two hundred people rushing into a hotel lobby and trying to go for the thing on the desk. It's a Bing Bell army. <laughs> so yeah. many like steps it's, to yeah, get there. It's so many layers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm really proud of that. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, not, Steve. Yeah, not much. Ha- not much happens. They made they they, they made a point of yeah, wanting right, to have I won't some... edit that one out. Yeah, <laughs> okay. As if every time Adam says he's going to edit something out, he doesn't. So I'm he will double that out. Yeah, he puts it. He puts it at two hundred percent volume. Every time Adam says he's going to edit something out, uh, well, they, they made a kind of a point of saying they were going to have a good amount of time off uh, for this one, like between album cycles. Yeah. So they do Reading in in two thousand eleven. August 2011. Right. And they start recording in September 2011. Good so, like, amount of Give yourself time a good off. break. Yeah. You know, good real... couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, give a couple of weeks, you know. I'd love a couple of weeks off. Yeah, to be fair, that's what us normies get. We don't get to take a year off. But they also don't ever have days off most of the time, do they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably have quite a lot of days off in their what? life. Muse. Yeah, I reckon they do. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. They also, mm. when they're on tour, they only really have to work for about an hour and a half each night. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> the rest Sounds of the tough. day is theirs. Yeah. 
idiot. Uh, having said that, the, the the Reading one was kind of like there was they, they'd kind of slowed down on gigs prior to that, right? They, it was slower, and also this album took fucking forever to make. So it's it? quite a long. So they started well, in just, September two thousand eleven, and I suppose it doesn't come out till twenty thirteen, right? Twenty twelve. Twelve. It doesn't come out until October oh, twenty twelve. That long? Nine months on the album. That's that's not that long. I thought that's quite a long time. It, might, we be, covered, it might be for Muse, but... Uh, when we covered Origin of Symmetry and that we talked about them taking like a few months, you were like, yeah, that's pretty standard. For a band at that stature, yeah. But if you're like a band that is like now releasing albums that are guaranteed to be number one and, you know, you're, you're playing stadiums, nine months is, is actually... If, it, if it's not the standard, it's pretty short. Nine months was in the studio. Obviously, between August, which is Reading, and album release in October, that's a year and a couple months, right? Mm, yeah. But the actual they they spent nine months in the studio doing the the, the work. Okay. The deed. Okay. Which that feels, feels right. A long time it feels right to work on. That's like only that's like just under a month and a month a song. Also, <laughs> how long it takes to but <laughs> grow a baby? Yes, that's right. And. Yeah. That's a weirdly sterile uh, grow a baby. Grow a baby. <laughs> grow a human baby. Yes. Gestate a child. For living. For doing the life. Yeah. So yeah, September 2011, they go into Air Studios London with that the intention is, of recording is that, the is that whole... George Harrison's? That is uh, Harry's son, George. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. That is with the intention of recording the entire album in London. Okay. Any particular sort of reason for that, or no? Great. They, just, <laughs> no. they, did, they, no, they didn't. Uh, well, no, they just said they hadn't done it in quite a long time because, like, what the one before there was quite a lot of America. The one before there was France. It's a lot of bit, the one before been quite a bit of that, Italy as well, isn't there? Yeah, there was Italy. So I guess they hadn't Naboo. done just the UK since, like, what Origin. Maybe yeah, that's absolution. True. Yeah, maybe absolution. Where was absolution recorded? Let me just go back to my little uh, notes there. Ireland as well. So. Yes, yeah. So yeah, they kind of were like we want to we want to reconnect with London, but they didn't because in January they then moved to the Shangri La Studios in LA. Oh, oh. LA City, bright lights. It, because at this point, City. Matt and Don both live in LA and they're full Hollywood now. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. I think I would move to LA. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I don't. I think I'd move to somewhere in in America that isn't a shithole. So not mm, LA. You're gonna struggle. What? Well, so move to somewhere in America that's not a shithole. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, true. Hello uh, to all I... of our fans in America and on the Isle of Wight. Uh, this episode. Yeah. Enjoy again, living in again, that shithole. Again, they don't have the internet. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I get like L. I mean, then again, LA is probably quite nice to live in if you're rich and can live in Beverly Hills. Yeah, if you're Matt That's Bellamy, where I want to be. you're Dom Howard, you're Nick Cave, you're Tom York. They all live in LA. I reckon they're yeah. they're doing all right. Surprises me that Tom York's gone LA. That strikes me as not his vibe. I can't imagine him enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine him including enjoying living in like Surrey. In a cave. <laughs> I think he still has a house in Oxford. Funny enough, that's where Chris lives at this point. Ah. So Chris, Chris, Chris has never gone Hollywood. So the poor man does so much flying because he's got to see his brood. So he like must pop back so fucking often to go and see his kids. His kids are in LA. Adam's frowning as if to say, no, Chris doesn't live in America. But they were recording in America. 
recording in America, and if ever they're yes. touring in America, and if ever they're doing all the things in America. Do you think he yeah. does? Do you think he goes back? Uh, yeah, I watched an interview yesterday, and uh, he actually mentioned about uh, he, that being in Muse has made his fear of flying worse because he does so much extra flying. God, that's got to be difficult, yeah. And it's made it you worse think- because he says that statistically his odds are getting worse because he does more <laughs> flying. That is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They spend nine months on the album. It's in there, so they're largely in Los Angeles. Cool. Uh, You're Chris, struggling Chris, to say place names today, aren't you? Chris, this time, much more involved. It's lovely. It's a lovely sight to behold. I was watching the behind the scenes yesterday of the album recording, and it's it's a delight to watch. He's engaged. He's in it. Oh, uh, the boys were back in town. Da, 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 da. Da, da. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so look. Obviously, so on like the last album, Chris was kind of, he'd rock up, he'd play the bass and he'd go and drink by himself. And apparently uh, Matt and Dom had quite a lot of arguments throughout that album recording cycle because there was no kind of, there was no third person to settle arguments. Right. It's like, I disagree. Imagine me and Adam without Steve to tell us to stop. Imagine. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Please. Uh, But yeah, he's like, he obviously got very involved on this album. Because of the songs he sings on and wrote. What? At the end of the album. That's what you're saying, isn't it? At the end of the album, no, he did not sing on Isolated System. That's a woman's voice. He's very good at his job. Um, Yeah, so that's nice. Like, Sober Chris is fucking involved. He's getting involved. It's his favourite album to have recorded because he's, uh, he said, like, he was like a new fucking lease on life. When did he say Come that? Back. I mean, at the time. Right, okay, good. He wasn't, like, not recently. He was like, oh, after Simulation 2, Simulation 2 like... was shit, actually. <laughs> I had a real bad <laughs> no, time. You can, no, but you can, you can say you preferred, you can say you liked the recording process of an album without saying it was your best album. That is very true. Because he'd come out of a massive problem in his life and came out the other side smelling, you know, smelling of roses? Yeah, sure. Is that an yeah. expression? Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It's not the right expression. It's an expression. Um, it's yeah, all coming and up Millhouse. Reco- and they record it and they do the recording and it happens. They self-produce it again. You can tell. No. Wait. For the same reason. Is, genu- is that the end of the biography section? Mate, it's not much to there's not much they recorded the recording. I they love that. One. They just recorded for nine months, they did nothing else. Two of them had children. And they just fucking got it done. They knuckled down. What else down, do you want? They what else do you want from me? Down and they what else do you want from me? What else do you want from me? I think that's great. I think that's good. There, well, no, there's, there's, con- there's, there's stuff that happens, but not, you know, the recording. I'm not going to talk about the recording. We'll talk about when we get to each song. All right, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll get to each song. June, June 6th, 2012, a trailer for the album drops on social media. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that that was the all of the like the TV news stuff from the end of the uh, album, right? No, sort of. It was some TV news stuff. And Were they it was talking unsus- about the second and, law? And it was unsustainable. It was the first minute of unsustainable. Right. Okay. Gotcha. It gotcha, was the yes. it was the it was the news reporter stuff, and then woo 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 woo, and then. And then it goes, you're unsustainable. Cut. Yep, I, I remember. I, I, I remember it. Look, I, I, it actually turns out I remember this album, which I thought I wouldn't. And also, I was convinced at the time that they were two different songs. So I was convinced that the... was a different yeah. song. And then they cut to unsustainable and that they weren't of the same song. Interesting. I remember watching it and being like, oh, that's what you're doing. 
never mind. Well, that was the response of a, of a section of the, of the audience. <laughs> there was a lot of people going, oh, uh, oh. they're doing like a dubstep song. I see. Oh. Yeah, we'll, I'll talk about that in more depth when we get to it. We'll, yeah, we'll talk to when we get to the song. We'll talk about When we get to the song, remind me to talk about that song when we get there. Uh, when we get to the second law, uh, it's unsustainable. Yeah. Remind me to talk about dubstep. Right, okay, cool. And there'll be no other reminders. No. Because I'm only going to play the first 30 seconds of the track. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but basically, they yeah they 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 that was a very intentional choice to pick something that would get a bit of get a bit of a response. Get a yeah, bit of a yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it it's did. like when uh, Coldplay uh, released "Midnight" as the first single from Ghost Stories, and it was like this auto-tuned, ambient sort of thing, and then the, the album was just a bunch of normal Coldplay songs. Normal Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Ghost Stories is the Coldplay album that I has, is does doesn't exist to me. I I always forget about it. Yeah, yeah is yeah. it an actual album? Is it an EP? No, it's a full album. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't even. What about Everyday Ma- Life? What? What? The album Everyday Life by Coldplay is that early? No, no, no. That's their most recent one. Oh, that doesn't count. It was Coldplay like twenty nineteen to the head. or something. That doesn't, count, that doesn't count because I don't listen to new music. Parachutes. And they've got Rush Viva La Vida, and that's it. And then X, X and, y, and Y. X and Y. Viva La Vida. Milo Zoloto. Yeah. Huh. And then their career ends, as far as I'm concerned. Milo Zoloto. Is it Milo Zoloto and then... It's Milo Zoloto and then Ghost Stories. Yeah, because I stopped at Milo Zoloto. And then A Head Full of Dreams. And <laughs> forgot about that one. Then um, Everyday Life. Uh, so, yeah, that comes out. They've got a bit of reaction. Uh Adam, a negative. What, Steve? Do you remember that at all? Do you remember nope. the whole like Muse have done a dubstep song? Nothing at don't all. At all. Don't remember. I remember madness. So you don't also don't remember that on June twenty seventh, two thousand and twelve, Survival is released and announced as the official theme song for the London twenty twelve Olympics. Did they call it the official theme song? The official track. The official okay. song. Write yeah. the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. <laughs> theme tune. Yeah. Was it written What's for that? the Olympics? Or... We'll get to it when we get to survival. But oh, right? kind of. The answer is kind, kind of. of. <laughs> yeah. In the same way that maybe Supremacy was kind of written no, no, for no. a Bond. Supremacy, Supremacy <laughs> was in no way written for Bond. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, where it but it was <laughs> kind of. I mean, in their hearts. Uh, but no, survival actually like in it was in a way formally. I mean, we could go into it, but there we got uh, we got we got to cover. We got to actually fill the main you know runtime of the track meat. by track with something. Meat. I've got yeah. nothing to say about the actual songs themselves. Meat, it's it's meat in the pie. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which oh. is weird because I've got the notes about the song here, which I shouldn't be reading yet because that's not until later. So we'll do it's that. Good later. to know your process. But yeah, that was quite. That's pretty big, like mainstream. That's a pretty mainstream recognition for Muse to be the like what the global forefront of sport. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. to be the official song for the biggest sporting event in the world, apart from maybe the the World Cup, and in our own home country. That wasn't wasn't the twenty twelve Olympics, great guys. Uh, yeah, I remember being really cynical going into it and just being like, oh, well, it's going to be shit and I don't care about the Olympics anyway. Britain can't do anything right. And then I watched the opening ceremony just and thinking, just like, oh, feel... this is going to be fucking shit. And then I was like, do you know what? We've done some good stuff. We get we had James Bond. We had all the NHS stuff. Mr. Bean was there. The so, NHS yeah, stuff felt a bit. The, the NHS stuff felt a bit pandery because I was like, yeah, but we know that the current people in charge want to yeah burn it. dismantle it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, the, it, 
it was just a good time to be like i just felt like we were all kind of on the same page for a couple of months yeah there we're was all an just kind of all, to it. all kind of in it together and all up for it and like proud and we did really well at the olympics as well yeah because i was like, the same as you home court remember, advantage i remember being like oh, bloody, i don't care i don't care about the olympics and then i'm watching archery at 1 p.m yeah like, exactly. i guess i'm watching this i'm yeah. really into archery i remember watching now. the canoeing on my yeah. lunch break. i watched so much olympics yeah, yeah it was I had great tic- i had tickets to go and see the basketball and i couldn't go on the day yeah i didn't i didn't i was so cynical about it i didn't even bother to apply for any tickets which is stupid really i should have done i applied for tickets to the basketball and the gymnastics lovely lovely got tickets to the basketball didn't get tickets to the gymnastics didn't go to either pain Ugh, what a pain yeah it was always nice whenever whenever someone like you could hear you could they had footage of the stadium and someone's getting a, 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 a the thing that goes around the neck medal medal yep. as they're commonly known and you could hear like on the shiny speakers, lanyard you could hear in the diegetic track of the stuff in the stadium you could hear race it's a race <laughs> yeah. and it was also used on like all of the foreign coverage would like use it in their ad breaks and, and yeah. stuff like and that. Played, yeah, and they played they played the cl- closing ceremonies, not the opening, because the closing was a gig, right? Whereas the opening was all of the all the stuff. Yeah, who did play the opening? Arctic Monkeys played the opening. No, I think no one played it. It was all just the 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 show that was that was uh, directed by Danny Boyle, right? They had Arctic Monkeys doing sure? doing Come Together, and I bet you look good on the dance floor. Yeah, you sure? Yep. The closing had Maka Muse. Yeah, uh, some others, and then there Probably. was the then there was the other official like closing gigs that was were in that Hyde the... Park. And Blur then the Paralympics, and then the Paralympics closing ceremonies was just a Coldplay gig. It was Coldplay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was just a straight up Coldplay gig. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling very nostalgic for 2012. Oh yeah, man, nine years well, ago, and that time the world ended as well. Wasn't that mental? That was, yeah, and the really good movie. Mental. That was a bit mad, wasn't it? Then then Mayans know exactly what's up. <laughs> Idiots, stupid, pa- stupid pastos, pastos, <laughs> because they're from the past. Uh, August of that year, the first actual single is released. Is it madness? Madness. Okay. For download only. Oh right. Okay. Uh, I I tell a lie. I say I say that like survival wasn't a proper single. It was released as a single. So that's that's uh, it's wrong. It was wrong of me, and I apologise, and I and I I retire. It wasn't a single to like promote the album, though, was it? Well, uh, I guess it was kind of both, wasn't it? I mean, it promoted the album, and it, it was released, and it charted at thirteen. Uh, lower than that, twenty-three, twenty-five. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and then the first, yeah, and then Madness has released a single, and then uh, that charts at higher 13. than Survival. Probably just going to go thirteen again. I I think. Oh, do I think top ten or do I think ten to twenty? I think I think top ten. Oh, give, give me ten. Oh uh, well, I mean, you, going with the same number again would have been a good shout if because it's twenty five. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, cool. They both charted at twenty five. Muse have found their niche as the band that charts at twenty five. Yeah, man. Well, funny enough, the album uh, charts at 25. Uh, <laughs> that's no way that's after, true. <laughs> after a number of weeks, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Neither, neither of those singles have a B-side. So the B-side era is truly gone. Yeah, digital stuff. and yeah. Absolute shambles. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, they didn't really do like a big stupid thing for this album like they did for the last couple. They did a little one. So they released a, an online project uh, which represented neurons of the brain, and as the as more people like essentially s- s- interacted with it, it unlocked 
the album art, which is neurons of the on the brain. Yeah, even. cool. And then that released clips of Isolated System, which I don't remember listening to before the album came out. Interesting. Maybe that says something about the song itself. <laughs> uh, no, I think I was just being good with not wanting to listen to any. Cause, oh, well, it was on a deliberate the... choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they, what, for me or for the app of the band? It was definitely a deliberate choice for the band to release the song yeah. on their website. I agree with you on that. What wasn't a deliberate ch- choice was that a week before the album's release, it leaked. Ah, that's not deliberate. Nah. No, but they were prepared for such an event and immediately had it up on their website for streaming. Oh, nice. A fi- that's good. A fish. A fish. A fish. That's how I listened to it. So I like rapidly was like, oh shit, well, I've got, it's official now, so I can listen. Nice, yeah, right. yeah. So I listened to it with my then, my then other half across, we were just on like chat, commenting along. Mm, cool. I didn't listen with another human, unlike the last few. You didn't lie down with your eyes closed. No, I sat there on my computer, probably listening through my headphones. Right, gotcha. Yeah, not as exciting. Yeah. And then a week later, on October 1st, 2012, the album was released worldwide. There is a number of tracks. Uh, that number is 12. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really keeping us in suspense? Yeah. Right. <laughs> there, is, there is 12 tracks. It's 53 minutes and 39 seconds long. It is self-produced by Muse. Mm. It's recorded in Air Studios London, Shangri-La Studios, L.A., it's released on Warner and Helium 3. It's called The Second Law with a two, not the word. Yeah. yeah. Specifically. Uh, the artwork is taken from the Human Connectome Connection Project that represents the map. So it's actually not like a bit of artwork that was made for it. They basically like took it, like took a sure. thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's a map of the human brain's pathways tracking the circuits in our head and how we process information in bright neon colours. That's very Muse, isn't it? It is, and also has nothing to do with the theme of the album. What is the theme of the album? Well, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to do a rant, Adam. Because now this is what we talked about when you said I haven't got a rant prepared. Because I remember when this album was released, Adam, and I remember you having a rant. Really? I remember you having a big issue with the concept behind this album well here's the thing is that i do remember this album but only having sort of like, like like i'm listening to it and going yes i remember this yes okay i remember this but i had erased it from my memory for what is nearly uh you know 10 years now um i don't remember having a rant what about the theme of the album as far as i can about work out, there about is the title slash about the title slash theme of the album Okay, so about... I was really up for this. As soon as we said we are going to do Muse, I was like, oh, Adam's going to absolutely fucking go off on one about the Second Law album title, which means I've got to write an A4 page of notes to defend it, which I've done. So fucking do a rant. So I've got I mean, you reason. asked him if he had a rant offline. and he I'd said done he my didn't. notes already at that point. And now so I, sorry, I, I had an issue with them calling it the Second Law, probably because I had an issue with it connecting to the Second Law of Thermodynamics. Yeah. Um... Well, the second law of thermodynamics is that in a, a closed system, everything trends towards entropy. Um, yeah. And that they are talking about uh, entropy on a global scale, I think. Uh, like on the bits where they mention, you know, what could be seen as the overarching theme of this album, they talk about uh, the world. But the world isn't an isolated system. Uh, but the universe is. Well, there's actually lots of theories that say that it's the not sun will die. But I think actually more specifically, I think A, they are talking about energy. Right. Uh, 
which is yes, the 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 I've got the I've got the copy and paste of the complicated explanation of what the second law of thermodynamics is, but I feel like you don't want me to read that. So I feel like we get it. Maybe uh, the only, the only the reason dumb, I know the, that, by the way, is from a stand-up show where someone uses it. Nice. Uh, essentially the short dumb version is uh, over time all energy is lost and you can never create more energy than you spend and uh, so there yeah. is and you know and yeah which is why i read a news article the other day about someone who wants to freeze giant blocks of ice in the sea to make new ice caps mm. and my immediate thought was that would take more energy. You're going to need an awful would. lot of uh, generators to create an ice block. That, that would that would <laughs> use more energy than it would like. That's burn that loads is... of coal to make a big freezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing this album I think is kind of comparing it to is the economy. That the idea of the economy being the same as the energy process of you can't endlessly grow. All right. Where's that on the album? Uh, on animals. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, Adam's. Adam doesn't like this one. <laughs> I can already tell by his demeanour. Uh, I don't remember picking that up in animals, which is weird. Actually, I like animals. Uh, it's known as it's a it's a field known as thermoeconomics. Oh, which, interesting. Which, which maintains that human economic systems can be modelled the same as thermodynamic systems, and thermoeconomic uh, thermoeconomicists argue that economic systems always involve matter, energy, entropy, and information, and based on that premise. The theoretical economic analogues of the first and second laws of thermodynamics are also present in economics. Oh, that's very interesting. Which is interesting when you think about the fact that the the way that the current, like the way that the capitalism works mm. is grow, right? People invest yeah. in, in Apple with the idea that they will get more money because they will grow. But at some point, they simply could not grow anymore, right? The idea that every company has to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger is kind of flawed because there is a limited number of people and resources and things yes ultimately uh our economy is one big pyramid scheme yeah but luckily i'm right at the top so i don't mind yeah exactly <laughs> we're, we're all part of the one percent yeah thanks to the success of this podcast uh globally mm. speaking we actually all are i believe i don't think we're in the one percent i think i remember reading that like the amount of money you have to have to be in the global one percent if you take is it, it remarkably single, low? It's remarkably low because of the amount of people who have remarkably little. I know that if you have a fridge with any food in, you're in the top 25% of this country. Jesus Christ. What? 75% of people in this country do not have food in their fridge. Yeah, and 100% I'm... don't have electricity. It's mad. What? 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 100% of the people in Britain don't have electricity. What? Hmm. What? That doesn't sound sustainable. 150% can't <laughs> can't do maths. Right. Ah, oh, okay. Sure. One in three people one in three people don't get this bit. Okay. I think it's two and three. Actually, that's not yeah. true. It's two and three. <laughs> I think it's it's two and three. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, so I'd that be willing is... to make an argument for the whole. All yeah. three yeah. out of three. <laughs> 100% of this podcast doesn't understand what Adam's so doing. So that is the general concept of the album. Adam, you don't you don't really think it's a thing. I, dis- I disagree. That because that you is, don't uh, like this album. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't see that theme coming through on Madness or Panic Station. Panic Station. Never on every song, is it? The same way that, the same way that there's songs on Prelude. Or Follow the, Me. The same way that Black Holes and Revelations has like like general spaceness but then you've also got like a soldier's poem it's just not every song fits the no theme. i know but that 
that also like soldier's poem contributed to the theme of like an intergalactic war which reaches its you know zenith when the aliens fight the cowboys at the end right surely this is this okay well let's get on to let's get on to general thoughts which i'm guessing adams is going to be you feel you feel like it is a bit of a mishmash of things yeah i think it's really varied and i think that it takes i mean it's pretty it's actually pretty close to the resistance right i think it takes takes a lot of the aspects of the resistance and sort of runs with them i i my my memory of this was a lot like i remember it's a lot of just a bunch of songs and it feels the least uh, mm. cohesive as an album and it kind of is in a way but also i thought i'd have a lower opinion of it than i do right going into yeah. it. and i and i was very interested to see what you think of it because a lot of the stuff you responded to about resistance of just like the silliness charmed you to the point of going it's seven out of ten yeah yeah yeah. i was curious to know if the second law gets that treatment again or if you go didn't work for me this I, time around it's, it's, it's tricky because it it doesn't feel like a cohesive piece or a statement i don't think and actually i could see this being the thing that we talked about at the beginning of the resistance which is releasing like a bunch of songs a bunch of a bunch of songs yeah, yeah. like i could see them putting out like just panic station on its own and maybe having one of the other album tracks like explorers or something as a b-side Mm. Like I think that would like maybe work quite nicely, so so it kind of feels like a yeah a, a mishmash. But I, I, I also don't feel like it's sequenced wonderfully. It is not sequenced no. wonderfully at all, and it's it, not the, the thing that it, the thing that it mainly takes from the resistance is is like the genre hopping, but it's done it, it, quite differently here. It's and still you're got right, Steve. Hopping. It's not very interesting. So that's interesting. What what makes this no? Less you just said it interesting. <laughs> What makes this less interesting than the resistance? In the because to, uh, to me they're quite similar. They both genre hop a lot, and they both got the attitude of if we fancy doing a thing, we'll do the thing. I I think that second like this isn't me giving away my hand or anything because this isn't it really say my opinion. Like and that. you I have think, no hands. So I you... think I, I think the second law is dumber than the resistance. <laughs> That's the only way I can sum it up. Yeah. But it's not got, in like. But Steve, not... it's got the news on it. <laughs> but it's, it's it's not dumber in like this is just dumb fun. It's dumber in that it is demonstrably stupider. Like it's it seems like it was written by less intelligent people. Mm. Um, but what bits of the resistance were particularly intelligent? Because that album no, but, it, but it had it had like the dumb <laughs> okay, the sort of great. fun thing. And I think that the theme of the resistance and there being a resistance actually did kind of carry through to a lot of the tracks on there when you're putting it like even into guiding light you know which we talked about being a representation of the two love interests in 1984 you know e- even on your maybe stupidest song on the album you're getting that stuff in there that that isn't here for me and i think that what the resistance did in terms of genre hopping it, like if you take like so take the title track if you take resistance it starts as like an ambient thing and then it becomes a, like a little bit New Year's Day with that clean sort of piano. And then it becomes Grease. Wouldn't be an episode without a mention of New Year's Day. <laughs> and then it becomes <laughs> Grease. And then it's got like that big like anthemic like rock chorus, right? It's done like three or four different things in the space of one song. And I mean, and, and do you know what? The better example is United States of Eurasia, right? Because that song is all over the place. There isn't a song like that on Second Law. All of the genre hopping is contained to the songs. So you'll have one song that is in this genre and it is mostly in that genre and then the next song will be in a different genre but it sticks to that one genre and the songs themselves don't bounce around the album does as a whole so the songs 
don't hold my interest for as long as the ones on the resistance did i think for me i feel like this is the tipping point where muse just become another band mm. this is totally this is a totally different band to origin absolution whatever to me like I'm surprised, head, that wasn't few, I'm surprised that wasn't few the resistance. No, you resistance still had the hangover. I say the hangover like it's a bad thing, but it had elements of I don't know black holes in it and stuff like that. Whereas this tips into fun times band Muse time fun. Yeah, some of it's a bit like it's it's that there was some stuff on the resistance that felt like pastiche with a bit of heart and soul and emotion in it, and and some of this soul. Some of this feels like pastiche just for the sake of pastiche. Like they've gone out and said, like, let's try a funk song, you know, rather than thinking like this is what the song's about. How do we express that through the song? Mm. Mm. It's a bit dum-dum, but I'm a big dum-dum. You are a big dum-dum. So So I imagine you quite like this because you're a big dum-dum. Big old dum-dum. I... didn't anticipate Steve liking this one because he didn't like Resistance. Like if Resistance, if Resistance wasn't enough for Steve to charm him, that then this wouldn't do. I think Steve prefers this to Resistance. What do be, I be, think? Be, be, for, for, for precisely the reason that I said, because I think that this one is much neater and easier to digest than the Resistance. No, it's precisely the reason I said. It's a big dum dum, and I'm a big dum dum. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. But that's what I'm saying, just in slightly more words <laughs> mm, yes but i don't words yes that's true yes yes <laughs> when i'm words i think the thing that keeps me interested in songs like like the songs in the resistance when they're bouncing around is the thing that actually puts steve off some of them yeah it's like yeah. too many things are crammed in well that's i mean the, the un, uh, 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 onion un, onion natural selection was a key example of that where onion, onion selection. Natural you lo- you <laughs> love that it did, you love that it did a whole big like bit in the middle of the slow yeah, guitar love that. Love steve was, that where steve was like steve was like fucking i'm bored and there's Cut nothing like that on this album really <laughs> no there's not no. this album is the most like you could release a lot of these songs as a single yeah it's the least prog that we've seen so far yeah, it is. It, I mean, it definitely mm. has a, a reputation as being a bunch of songs. Mm. But you no, know, those this... songs are, songs are very shiny, and they're very neat. Yeah, and they're very well produced. You know, and I don't think it's sequenced wonderfully. I think it's mostly top heavy because you kind of get to the end of the of the album at large when you get to Explorers, and then you've got the little crisp portion, and then you've got the stuff at the end. Yeah, the stuff at the end should be the stuff at the beginning. Interesting the stuff at the end, or I have another take. Ooh, should we get to it when we get to it? Maybe. Yeah, and yeah, I think the Chris um, song shouldn't be, and I also think the Chris song shouldn't be back to back. Here, Ooh. yeah, I agree with that. Here, here, here is my big summation of the album. As far <laughs> as as far as I'm willing to give away now, it's like one of those buffets that does. You know, yeah. you go and you sit in at a table, and there's like in the Chinese middle. section there. Yeah. Then there's the Indian next to it, and then there's pizza. And then there's yeah. pasta, and then there's the desserts. You know, there's lots yeah. of variety, and some of it is fine, and some of it is a bit stale and uninspired, and some of it you've just got to avoid because you know it's going to be bad, right? Mm. So similar to the resistance where I had clips, this time I've got which food each of the song is. Oh yeah! <laughs> so you mean you, you get uh, a plate and you put a pizza with some curry on it and then some noodles to the side? Yeah, exactly. Mean, I was generally talking about those 
buffet city things the other day uh, because it reminded me there buffet was a place city. in it was there is a place called buffet city especially yeah. in uh plymouth for some reason i knew that um that do you remember water margin in portsmouth it was just chinese yeah. but it was like that it had lots I, of different well, sections. I, used, I went to uni in portsmouth so i went to that about once every three weeks now it got closed down <laughs> it was a good way to start awful, awful hygiene reason it was a good rating. way to, to like fill a stomach as a and, student yeah and the reason yeah. especially at lunchtime I, when it was cheaper and one of the be- the reasons why it probably shut down is because of people like my dad. We went along to it, and he went up to the thing, and he just got some prawns, got them back, and then he was like, "Look at these funny coloured prawns!" Just eating loads, eat about ten of them. They were blue. Oh, uh, didn't realise that he no. had to then go to the person with the big wok and get them cooked for him. So he was just oh, ate loads of raw fish. No, he was all right. He texted me the next day saying, "Old iron gut strikes again." <laughs> there you go. There's my water margin uh, anecdote. The thing is, is and- that you never go to one of those restaurants because you you, don't, you never go for good food right like oh, yeah. Lucas said it's a good way to fill a stomach if you're a student or yeah. or because you, you just go you know what I just quite fancy having a little bit of everything that's yeah. mediocre yeah I'm not coming to the second law because it's peak muse but but I'm yeah. also oh but yeah. it has it has little morsels of muse that are fine I you can't I mean? wait to hear what food panic <laughs> station. Yeah, is. does that mean we don't get clips for every song this time? Because I quite enjoyed that. Last I've not time. got any clips, no, no because I think uh, because I think the songs clips. are so generic. There's nothing that specific that I can pull out of them, to be honest. Oh, it's going to be a savagery from Adam. It might be. Let's do it. I might have changed my mind now. I might. I might have changed my mind. I now might think that when I said I think simulation theory might charm, like loop round and charm Adam, Uh I think the opposite. I think you might now have the same response as this. As (laughs) even though there's a lot of silly songs on there, the songs haven't have a have one thing, and that's what that song is doing. Right. Well, I don't. I don't hate that. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you did. We made me a pop playlist recently, and you did make a song that was just one. Like yeah. bit over and over again. And it was for like six minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of bit. and I love that. Wasn't very good. Um, it wasn't very good. One of my favorite bands is REM, and and they and they release uh, you know the, a very very similar albums for the first five albums of their career. I don't like it. You know, I don't, I don't hate it when bands do the same thing. What I dislike is when they do lots of different things and it doesn't hold together as a piece. You know. Yeah. Hmm. I just find most of the songs quite fun. This is this is now new muse that i i like listening to because it's it's i'm having, it's a, I'm having a good time fair fair, fair good fair. time fun party you're not good that time. fussed about uh, I'm, I'm gonna assume you're not that fussed about the the artistry of an album uh, as a concept no i am i mean less okay. so than you two as we've covered uh but i'm more inclined to a shuffle than you aren't i so that's true. But this way, this song's yeah. got a lot of out al- this this album's got a lot of songs in it that when i do all muse shuffle i'll go oh yeah I'm in the mood for that song. Whereas like Origin, Origin, like I might, it'll go to Screenager on an all muse shuffle and I just go, probably not right now. Fair enough. Let's see if, if when I press shuffle now, what track on the album plays. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's the first one. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Whoa, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
Elephant in the room, uh, the Bourne identity. Wait, no, sorry. James Bond. Yes, obviously a, a James Bond song. Yeah, it even has the... And at the end it goes... <laughs> down, 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 down. Yeah, 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 yeah. it does that. Yeah, again. not written for Bond in any way, shape or form. Which is but They mad. must have been thinking, like, we're going to do a James Bond song, though. Yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. They yeah, knew yeah. full well they were doing a Bond-esque song and they know that they've done, they've literally put the Bond bit in Cause it. Because it's I'm also surprised. got, it goes like a bit live and let die as well. Which, and I'm surprised they're allowed to do as well, like actually literally put it in. But they obviously are. Can't copyright uh, notes. I mean, Dom, yeah. I mean, I mean, you mm. can copyright a combination of notes. I don't think you can. Because that's a song. Uh, I couldn't just be writing a song get, in the middle and go, shake it get, off, shake it off, uh, 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 shake it off. Like that's copywriting notes. People get sued for it. No, that's copywriting lyrics, Lucas. Okay. People get sued for songs sounding like other songs. Well, no, yeah, actually, but, could, but, 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 then, but then there's that song that goes, This is my heartbeat song. It will be all right. Oh, it's The Middle by Jimmy Eat Well. You must have heard it. I can't remember who sings the song, but it's, yeah. lit, it's lit, like note for note identical to The it Middle by Jimmy Eat Well. Especially in pop music, because they're all written by the same guy, right? Yeah, they're but, written by so two maybe you, Swedish so, guys. So, so maybe yeah. you are allowed to. I don't know. But no, this was not done in any way, shape or form specifically for... I mean, Dom has said, like, this should this should be the theme for Skyfall. Wrong. But it's called Supremacy. It would have been so. <laughs> I was ready for someone to say that. The four Daniel Craig Bond films, one of them has the, the song title, has the, has the actual That's name of true. the film in the, in the lyrics. And I think... You've got, you know my name. You've got... No, he uh, goes... You know my name, Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. You've yeah. got uh, what's that one called? Uh, the one by Jack White. Another way to die. Uh, another way to die. And you've got the writings on the wall by Sam Smith. Yeah. None and of them. He's got... not. He's. They've only got Skyfall that goes Skyfall. And then the recent one. When by the Eilish sky is, falls, it's the name, isn't it? And the sky falls. Yeah. <laughs> and this would have been better. Do you know what? It also sounds like Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. It also sounds yeah. like James Bond. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, just sounds like cashmere. It's fine. This is pizza. This is pizza. What, this is easy pizza. digestible. You'll always be in the mood for it. You'll always enjoy it. It's just Muse doing what they do, and you can't get pizza that's so bad that it's inedible. And this is not inedible. It's just a less good version of what they do. Interesting. You can get pizza that's inedible, but yeah, nah, I've had I'll some eat any bad pizza. takeaways. I'll I've eat gone, any pizza. I've gone... I've gone to get a different takeaway before because like it saved a couple of quid and I should have got Domino's. Domino's mm. pizza. The pizza for everyone. But it was still pizza. the pizza was still fine. Sorry, I'm just trying to get trying you know, to get still pizza. Pizza by Alfredo's is inedible. Um the I love it. I think it fucks. It's got it's big, it's got strings, it's silly, it's big, the solo <laughs> Live and let die. 
it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. The cool. double. Yeah. The double. That double time bit in the end, and then it comes back into the half time again. Cool. It's a shame wow. they didn't do the reggae bit like Paul McCartney did. Good. Would um, Would that have been as successful if if Paul McCartney had done a like a reggae accent? Do you think that would have been that would have been bad, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Steve, I'm assume, I was going to assume that there was something this song that you didn't like because you pointed it out on the resistance as something you don't like when Matt does it, which is the enunciation of the words. And uh, the dramatic which, which word? Fantasy. Do you know what? I quite like that because it's very musical <laughs> theatre. it's musical yeah, theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. that's yeah. going to be Steve's jam. I don't like the line, brainwashing our children to be mean. <laughs> mean it's mean oh, that lets mean. it down <laughs> mean that's really great. does it he down. could have had anything that wasn't mean and it would have been a good lyric brainwashing our children to be cruel there you go i've just yeah, improved it exactly I just improved it there you go unless yeah. unless he doesn't mean nasty by mean he means average brainwashing our children to be average i mean that's um, a better lyric as well uh so this was a single sort of uh, so they played this live at the Brit Awards. I don't know if you remember this. It was I fucking do amazing. Not. It was fucking amazing because they had a full orchestra. Oh, nice. And that was oh. really cool. And the orchestra was on like a wall, as in like they were like one above another, like in pods, you know, like that, like that sort of like a wall of orchestra, which was really cool. And the live Supremacy Live at the Brit Awards was released as a single. Oh, cool. The B side was Supremacy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll tell you something about this song. Something I've never really do got. tell me something about this song. Something I've Don't never really back. on this something podcast never... about this these songs. I will when I get allowed to speak. Uh, something I've never something I've never really got is tuning drums. Right? right, I've never really understood the concept of tuning a drum okay. because it's. But on this song, you can very distinctly hear drums that are not used for rhythm they are playing a note it goes bum bum yeah bum bum i've never really noticed it. Well, that's what happens really with a high of... and a low tom anyway bum bum it's high and lower yeah you're not tuning them i mean you i think you technically can tune to a note you, yeah but, you can yeah. but you're tuning you're just making the skin tighter and, and lower like tighter on the and on, i mean on the on the behind the scenes of them on this they're literally saying like oh and it goes like a b B A. I don't yeah. know if it's A or B. That's me okay. just throwing out letters, and I picked the first two. I mean, as a normie, uh, when you when I would tune drum, you just you just when I tune drum, <laughs> when I drum, I'm, you tell I was a drummer. No, I tune drum. Um, you just kind of go around the outside, and you make sure it all sounds the same around the outside. Because even if if you tune drums wrong, it can sound different in one corner to the other. But when you because get into jazz, they, they will they will tune it to yeah. like each specific song. And stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I remember I watched Whiplash recently, and I remember them saying that. I remember being like, tune it to I remember them literally, yeah, yeah, and I remember literally being like, "What are you tuning your drums? What are you talking about?" It goes, yeah, but yeah, it's that dun dun is very distinctly not rhythm. That is imagine steel drums. Yes, different. You fucking imagine a xylophone, but it's not different. A xylophone's not a drum. But it is something that you hit and get a note so, of, you know. You'll be something I'll hit and I'll get a note in a minute. <laughs> Lovely. That's good. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You hit you and you go, ah! I think it's a bad opener. I think it's a great opener. Fair I mean, enough. I, this album is just some stuff. It's just it some songs. It doesn't matter what it opens yeah, with. The solo yeah. at yeah. the end rips. It's an absolute ripper. So, Adam, you think they should have opened with Unsustainable? Yes. 
You think they should open with Unsustainable and then go straight into Isolated System or end the album with Isolated System? End with Isolated System. Give the it, album. So give it like top and even, tail. even like the the loosest idea of a continuing theme. Might that isn't, it, that isn't actually the ba- the worst idea I've ever heard. Is yeah. like opening with that and then and and actually uh, live they opened with Unsustainable quite a lot. It's a shock to the system as well, isn't it? Opening with the most uh, stylistically disparate song on the album. Yeah, they uh, they also opened with this quite a lot. If they didn't open with Unsustainable around the second or era, they'd open with this. Who's he talking about? James Bond. Wait, which bit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not partridge in his thing, like go walking along the top of the gun. She's naked, <laughs> swinging bit of bush. It's not <laughs> who um uh, who's the supremacy? That he says that they we want to end. Susan, oh, okay, it's Susan Premacy. Yes, Susan Premacy. It's Susan they, isn't it? It's the big scary they brainwashing our children to be mean. Well, I thought he was talking about <laughs> soup recipe. That's what I soup thought he was saying. Recipe. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, the choir's good. There's a lot of choir action on this album, and I'm for it. I wish they'd be more quiet. Quiet. Again, it's just them being like, we fancy doing a really big, silly, over-the-top, bombastic like rock song, but also James Bond. Yeah, tick, done. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's pretty much how I feel about it. I think it's fine. Yeah, tick, done. And I don't see the, I don't see the difference between that and them doing try and think of an example off of the last album undisclosed desires yeah or guiding light or whatever just picking a thing well no, gu- no guide, to guiding go light it. had a had a had a thing to it really i think um undisclosed desires seems separate from that album and outside of the theme but uh i preferred it <laughs> so there <Fair>. you go <laughs> absolute madness absolutely great song and no, i'm gonna keep talking about it for a few more minutes just to really ruin that uh, okay go on then segue okay i, I can't get these memories out of my mind and some kind of see steve not liking that <laughs> I, yeah. you know what i fucking love this yeah fair <laughs> it's so good now adam it's... i remember you liking this uh oh okay changed my mind <laughs> i swear i well, swear you i swear you've even said on this pod like since we've been doing the pod like oh I, all i know about the second law is, is that i like madness 
You're probably thinking of um, Andrew Trendle saying that this is the best song that Muse have done. No, I'm not thinking of Andrew Trendle when I'm instead thinking of Adam. Well, they both begin with A. It's very confusing. Well, on the opposite way around, I used to hate this. I used to hate it. I used to come on on Radio 1. I used to hate it. I found the m m m m m m m bit irritating as fuck. I thought the drums were shite. I thought the Freddie Mercury harmonies were shite and the Brian May guitar was shite. But now mm. I think it's anti-shite. So bad that it's good. <laughs> no, because I think genuinely quite a good song. Like It starts off really close and personal and then it kind of opens up so wide, Daddy, um, and expansive <laughs> and like... And all these, all the lovely parts that have been sort of scattered through the start of the song, sort of come together in this big, epic ending. And I, and I think it's a yeah. genuinely good song, God, but it's also got weird there, little. It? it does take a while to get there. It does, and it does have weird quite... little. Yeah, it does I, take yeah, a Just have no lyrics other than putting in a uh, like. Don't put in the word just yeah, because it doesn't really <laughs> add anything to the song, really. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, and unless uh, unless I... it was someone else. If it was someone else coming in and going, yeah, then that would be like, like, like they're agreeing yeah. with the lyric that's just You just hear like it. a voice in the background, but it's not like near the mic. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like back there. <laughs> Correct. Uh, the, uh, I, my opinion on this song hasn't changed in the least, which is at the time I thought uh, it's fine, but the ending is amazing. Mm. Everything after the solo is amazing. And now I think it's fine, but everything after the solo is amazing. Oh, that's mm. interesting because I think I, I like everything before the solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because no, I, I, say, I say after the solo, and I'm not including the solo in that. I'm saying everything from when it comes in, when it all opens up and his vocals get big and it's all very. We know what you and mean. when he does. The, when he does the "I need your love," his vocal, he's got pipes. Boy's got pipes. Yes, please. Um. I've been going on about like for the last fucking five albums about oh I wish they'd just sit on their hands and they do it on this song uh, and and the first sort of half of it is quite subtle and it just doesn't work for me so so, so I was about that I was wrong about that one because... do you know what's funny they sat they were so they originally sat on their hands even more because Matt uh, this is an interesting turn of events Matt uh, said I left the studio having laid the foundations for the single madness and it was quite sparse i returned two days later and chris and dom had put absolutely everything on it (laughs) (laughs) so they just added some stuff yeah and just went let's do that which i think is quite fun yeah because how often do you know i bet he i bet he's mostly the guiding voice yeah that's probably true uh no yeah i uh the the, it's, it's quite plodding it's quite yeah it takes a bit a long time to get there but when it opens up I love everything after like it's your token fruit you know this is your fruit is it's it it's the fruit I see its appeal in like general and you should eat more fruit but that's not <laughs> why I've gone to an all you can eat buffet yeah who gets fruit you know what I mean so when you're saying city. they should eat you should eat more fruit are you saying Muse should do more songs like this yeah maybe they should maybe they should but not uh, here the, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe they should, but I'm not going to travel to hear them. That's not the reason I've come. Uh, yeah, exactly. If the, the madness doesn't annoy you enough, uh, that is inspired by the sounds that his baby made. Of going, which just sounds annoying. God. To be honest, didn't didn't annoy me. Just sort of standard pop stuff, isn't it? Like Lady Gaga and Bad Romance and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the m is played on a Misa Kitara synth guitar. 
Oh. Which is, uh, I'll send you a pic of it. It's, it's, it's basically taking the chaos pad sort of to the next level where all the only thing the body of the guitar has is a very big XY pad. Okay. And then, and then every string and fret has a button. So there's like six buttons for every fret. For every right, kind of, and like it's like a, a digital guitar, kind of like an auto harp, but with a screen. But you don't strum like fake strings; you swipe along a screen. Yeah, I've and seen tap this. on a yeah, screen, yeah, yeah. and so you like do the chord, and they go. Yeah, that seems quite fun. They don't make them anymore. I I was looking yesterday to see how much they'd cost to buy one. Jesus Again, I don't need Christ. I don't need one. <laughs> I wouldn't play it. I just was like, well, if I could get one for like not for like a little bit, if it was cheap. How much did you buy one for? <laughs> how much did I buy one for? I buy one for one hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, right. well, if anyone can get one for one hundred fifty quid, that's guaranteed sale. Get a Kitara. A guaranteed sale. One hundred and fifty quid. I'll buy one. Of, I don't think anyone's going to sell a Misa Kitara for one hundred fifty <laughs> quid, but. Uh, lyrics are about like, what do you I mean? What What are the lyrics about? Madness, madness. The wow, band. Really, we've really lost analytical Adam. The band this week. madness. He just doesn't care. Um, it's about this. I, this is about sugs. What, what, what do you think that I do when I analyze music? Masturbate. I don't know. I will listen to something and think, and and if if something is interesting enough that I go, oh, I should look into that, or I wonder what he's saying there, or I wonder what he's singing about then I will look into it. If I don't... Well, and for this season, I will then resist the urge to do so. But um, <laughs> the um, the uh, this just didn't interest me enough to give it any further thought than it's a bit repetitive. Uh, see, I always figured you give every you give further thought to every song you ever hear. No, 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 no. It's It's got to move me or touch me in some way. I have to connect with it first before I'll want to do a deeper dive on it, even if that's just me, like more like closely looking to the lyrics uh, this song did not demand that from me demand and it's and songs do demand that of you 100 percent, 100 they come to yeah. you at night uh, with absolutely. balaclavas and knives no 100 uh, it... i i i i've found songs that like are completely arresting and i have to listen to them again and again and again and again i have well, to. so they demand so not only do they demand you listen to them but they they lock you up they are arresting me yes they're yeah. performing uh, a citizen's arrest <laughs> no that's that's on that's an origin symmetry Right, yeah. Good. Jesus Christ. It's very close, to be fair. Citizen's yeah, yeah, yeah. arrest. <laughs> uh, it's about having a fight with your girlfriend. My one. It's about your, having it's about a having fight a... with Steve's girlfriend. It's about something quite... It's about, quote, That's really specific. You've had a fight with your girlfriend and she goes off Steve. to her mum's house for the day and you're on your own going, what did I say? I'm sure a lot of blokes have had that experience. And at the end of the day, you go, oh, yeah, she's right, isn't she? No, I don't know what that's like because I've never been wrong in a relationship. <laughs> what a weirdly, like, blokey thing to say. I know, well. it is. I did think that. I did think that was like... What like, have I done wrong? That's like shades of uh, of the early Matt interview yeah. style yeah, of being yeah. like, well, she's right, isn't she? And I know I've done wrong. And actually, there's maybe a bit more nuance to that. And then I apologise just so she'd come home, you know. I'm fed up of this. And then when she eventually shut up, I went to the fucking pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Matt. Uh, Steve. Steve Murphy. Oh, sorry. Uh, this sorry. is uh, their longest running song in the US alternative charts at 19 straight weeks. I imagine by now they're getting something. far bigger in America. 
with this. Oh new, yeah, they're big stuff. in America at this point, right? I mean, that happened yeah. on the Resistance. The Resistance, they're doing arena tours in America yeah, at that yeah. point. They're not supporting yeah. Michael Michael Romance on an arena tour. Uh, and this song, sa- sadly, is played at pretty much every single gig. Oh, up still. for it with the up glasses on. Still, with the glasses. Adam knows about the glasses. What's this? Uh, you'll I'm... see. When we, you'll see when we do the live at Rome DVD. I, I, I was watching. Ooh. I, I was watching, uh, I don't think it was alive in Rome, but I remember watching a performance and uh, the girl that was watching it with me said, when, when Matt was like right up close to the camera with his glasses on, said, I think my ovaries just shrank and died. So I'm imagining <laughs> they're like the those, least cool, sexy I imagine thing you could imagine. They're like thick rimmed glasses with a with a big pink nose and a moustache. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, what you, that's right. in what's because, in my head. Because that's like silly. Like yeah, madness. Yeah. Like it's a bit mad. Yeah, it's madness. This madness. song is about wearing a big pink nose and a mustache and some silly glasses with yeah. ears attached. He's to got it. one of those hats with the, the, the little uh, like the propeller on top. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's singing madness. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that's like that Short, becomes the theme. Knee high that becomes the well. theme for the next album. Is like dressing <laughs> dressing like a nerd from The Simpsons. I'm so <laughs> wacky. <laughs> I mean, that is basically their vibe now, but just not that yeah, version true. of that. Yeah. I mean, that is the next song, is I'm So Wacky, especially the music video. Yeah, that's true. Should we play the next song? Stop. (laughs) Is that a good way to end end, end an episode? If I just come in and go, stop now. Stop. Stop the count of episodes. We are at the end. Fucked up. Shut up. We've stopped. (laughs) And we're at the end. Oh, you did say stop. Yeah. Yeah. I told you to stop. We are faced with only enough time to read an email if you could possibly bear. Stop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Great. So this is from Mark Pierce, uh, who has sent me an email in an incredibly small font. So uh, hang on. Um, zoom in. So his email opens with, Boys! Now, oi, oi, oi! I think that is addressing us, but he, he might just be exclaiming, "Boys!" Or, or that, e- or this email is only directed at fifty percent of the human population, and he's just being really like, "This mm. is this isn't for you." Now I've got just the boys. <laughs> Let's talk. Let us talk about Xbox. <laughs> yeah, Xbox and and grain alcohol. <laughs> First of all, uh, many thanks for the pod, which has given me many laughs and just as many funny looks from people in work, on public transport and walking through the shops. As a proud Welshman who moved to Perth, Western Australia, nine years ago, I'm always grateful for anything that reminds me of the UK. I found your podcast through being a manic obsessive and thoroughly enjoyed your season, even if Lucas is 100% wrong on the Holy Bible and Journal for Plague Lovers. You reignited my love of some of the later albums, especially Futurology, which I hadn't listened to in years. Now, the roles have been reversed, with Beck being a massive Muse fan and me a bit of a Steve. Now, he knows someone called Beck who is another listener to the podcast. Just not, so not you talking know. about Beck. We read out an, an email. Yeah. yeah, not the musical artist Beck. We read out an email yeah. from Beck on the last season, just so you know. Yeah. 
Cool. So he's a bit of a Steve, knowing a few tracks, but not really a fan. I love Lucas's enthusiasm for Muse, especially the really shit songs that he somehow likes, and how Adam and Steve <laughs> can derail Lucas's waxing lyrical very quickly. One suggestion I have is that Steve should always go first on giving opinions so he can't copy either of you. Uh, looking forward to starting the second Lore episode. That's a good idea. As I have listened to it a few times now and have found it interesting in a good start, shit, middle, what the actual fuck is the ending anyway way um i would love to know what second law unsustainable is like live because i'm imagining absolute fucking insanity uh, i'm reading this a little bit later mark and uh we regret to inform you that we're never going to find out what unsustainable is like live so <laughs> so it's about that uh please can you give a shout out to my good friend beck no who you helped me <laughs> convert to being a manix believer having never heard uh, a design for life uh, a year ago, she can now converse on a nearly adult level about my obsession, <laughs> and I'm very proud of her growing Mannix wardrobe, mostly from Redbubble, including an excellent scarf from a podcast we used to listen to called Do You Love Us? Not sure if you've heard of it. Please let her know that she is absolutely the most normal person I know and not weird in any way, and she is such a strong person who I am proud to be able to call a friend. Anyway, I'd better sign off now before you complain that this email is uh, too long, uh, which it is uh i have also asked my daughters emily and amelia who are eight-year-old twins what is music and i thought you might be interested in hearing their answer uh, i still think it's better than lucas's notes in a row and i've heard it and i think it's better than anything any of us have uh ever said yeah okay uh so do you do you want to <laughs> do you want to hear um uh, Emily and Amelia. Oh, please. Uh, Amelia's answer to the question, yes. what is music? Yes. Over time in a pattern. So music is sound over time in a pattern? Yes. What is music? Music is where it has a beat and it goes in a time warp. Music is when it has a beat and it goes in time warp. What was there was also very eerie sounds in the background there. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Are we to to assume that their favourite song is (laughs) the time warp? Maybe, but that was the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. I love that. That was lovely. Thank you so much, Mark Um, and Emily and Amelia and Beck and everybody. Just, just everyone. thanks, thanks everyone and, but that does bring us to the end of another episode thank you very much for listening and it is you as in you the listener it's your turn to talk come and find us on our social media let us know what you think of what you have heard of the second law so far or of anything that we've talked about in this episode we do genuinely love hearing from you you can find us on twitter at what is music pod instagram at what is music pod tiktok at what is music and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer like mark did you can have us read it out on the show you can email us what is music pod at gmail gmail.com we also have uh, a couple of ways you can support us other than listening if you would like to one is to buy some of our merchandise and if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you'll find uh, some stupid designs and which one one. which one's which one's which one's the bad what are the bad it doesn't matter which one's the bad adam stop which one tell us now doesn't matter is it the ones i've done is it the one i've done it's no it's not oh shit it's not The cool one is the Bassoon 5, okay? Unreleased. (laughs) Yeah, it never will be. Um, If you don't want any of uh, 
if you don't want to partake in any of our merch, um, I hope a great illness befalls you. Christ. But you could also uh, <laughs> chuck us a few quid by going to coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash whatismusic. Uh, all of the donations will go towards our running cost, keeping this online uh, and up and bloody running and stuff, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and that about does it. Thanks again uh, for listening. Uh, I will leave you with just one piece of advice. Please. Don't trend towards entropy, or oh. entropy will trend towards you. <laughs> That's actually quite good. Bye. Bye. Crifts. Yes. Madness.